Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. AJ Bruno, founder and CEO at Quota Path, an end-to-end compensation solution for revenue teams, is here today as a guest on the Sales Star podcast to chat about the changing B2B sales marketplace and what will redefine the industry in the near future. AJ, it's great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to participate today. We'd love to know more about you and the idea behind your platform. Before we dive in, it would be great if you can tell us about yourself, what inspired Quotapath and how has the platform sort of evolved over the years to meet end user expectations? Yeah, thanks, Paroma, for having me. I think that there's always an evolution and a story behind every startup and Quotapath is no different. Typically, there's one of two ways that founders come about their idea. One is they firsthand have seen it happen with others. And the other is that they themselves have experienced it. And I fall into the latter category. So Quotapath is sales compensation platform that helps organizations, big and small, figure out their commission. They're basically taking that pain of messing up No sales rep ever likes to have their paycheck looking at their pay stub wrong or incorrect. I know this because this happened to me many times. And then as a sales leader, I would have my sales teams come up to me and say, Hey, AJ, I think I got paid incorrectly. Can you help fix this? And I was like, I don't know how this, why this is wrong. So I dealt with that Excel experience and that pain. And I went down this path of trying to find and solve it. And uh, sure enough, there wasn't a solution that was really good fit for the sales team, not just for finance, where the sales team could have visibility into their compensation plan and could truly understand how much they were making, why they were making it and doing it in real time. So we're taking what was traditionally in Excel or in a Google sheet, and we're putting it into the cloud and making it real time so that everyone is on the same page and people can get paid correctly. Absolutely. So, you know, because you've worked closely with a platform that can help teams streamline this process, we'd love it if you can dive further into a couple of best practices, if you may, when it comes to sales compensation. How do you feel B2B sales leaders, especially, think about streamlining this process? There's the technology on the one hand, but there's also a lot of other factors that come into play here. So what do you feel leaders should be more focused on? I think simplifying their compensation plans, first and foremost, I feel like there's this idea to continue to add and be additive to compensation plans from the get-go. So a few years down the path of building a sales team and you have multiple different roles, you have BDRs, SDRs, sales solution consultants, new business reps, account managers, CSMs, marketing leaders that are variable comped. And you have all these folks that have different ways to get paid. Typically what I see is that the metrics that they get compensated off of, KPIs, differ from each other and are fairly complicated to understand. And so unifying that to one singular KPI is a good starting spot and ensuring that the sales teams understand why they're getting paid what they're getting paid. Uh, The other metric that's a tough one to share, but it's true is that 80% of sales teams just don't understand their comp plans. And ideally that doesn't make any sense. If you're building an incentive compensation structure, why would you not want the sales team to understand how much they're getting paid. This is very relevant in today's times because we're often hearing about an upcoming looming recession and there's also this entire great resignation, this movement that has sort of been taking over the B2B sales, B2B marketing marketplace. We've had a lot of uh, 
key shifts in the industry as a result of the pandemic and there's in the last year, year and a half to two years, there's been a lot of change in how teams need to work or should be working, given changes, even when it comes to the employee side of things. So amid all of this, when it comes more cl closer home to the B2B sales marketplace, how do you think leaders or what do you think leaders can do better, given what you just said, incorporating better or, or easier compensation plans can obviously make a key difference here, but how can they use elements like this to sort of drive better team impact as well as other processes while maintaining overall business ROI? I mean, I think that the idea of really understanding what are the revenue drivers for your team, I know that boards and investors are looking for cost-saving measures right now. And I think that really understanding how your sales team is contributing to that or not contributing to that is important, but I think it's a fault of the teams right now. What I'm seeing is just like very quick decisions being made. We saw this early in the pandemic when there were a handful, I mean, lots of layoffs at that point, we're seeing something similar right now. Some of that is fine in the sense that there was some level of over hiring and maybe you're offering a different path for people. And some of it is just bad behavior that's causing thrash within organizations. And I think if you didn't understand your path or your compensation plans to begin with, you're going to see some level of, well, let's kind of just cut the team, ask questions later, and we'll look at it, which is going to leave your sales team a little bit dismayed and bewildered, honestly, in understanding what their like role is in the organization. So I say slow, I would say slow down and make sure that you're on the same page and aligned with the management team, with the executive team, with the board even as to why these things are being cut. Sales plans in general can be a great motivator here for creating a world where people can actually understand and visibly take action on what they're seeing in real time. And that's something that we've focused on since day one is just having this dashboard where it's everything is there, all the earnings data, the, the deals that you're working, the rates that you're going to make, forecasting and goal setting. It's important to have that under one house and, and just doesn't exist today, unfortunately, for most companies. Absolutely. So given what we've been talking through this conversation, why these elements, these are important to driving internal processes and creating better alignment among different hierarchies in a sales structure. The various other aspects that we've been talking about are setting a new trend or new pace for the B2B sales market. So we'd like to dive into your thoughts here a little bit. What are some of these key fundamental changes or trends that you feel are, you know, set to redefine what B2B sales will look like in the near future? We had a lot of predictions surrounding sales, surrounding sales tech over the last two years. And we've all sort of gone through this shift into a completely digital first experience. And now it's more of an endeavor to try and balance a good offline experience as well. So while we further observe changes when it comes to team hiring, team, the way B2B sales teams are trained to perform today, the way even compensation plans and structures are playing a key role in retaining talent, driving better hiring practices for these kind of roles and responsibilities. How do you feel all of this will come together and create a completely new shift in B2B sales on the whole? Well, Parama, I think you hit it pretty straightforward if like the buying experience that you have has shifted. We've talked about this for some quite some time. And there are there are companies and teams that have put names to this. I would say one of those is product-led growth or community-driven growth. On the product-led growth, it gives the 
power to the end user and allows them to experience your product without having to talk to a sales rep. And that has shifted the power in the B2B market. We, of course, can point to companies like Slack or Dropbox that have done this at scale. But I think the lots and lots of organizations have actually adopted this, mostly in the dev tools bucket. Uh, Quotapath ourselves is product-led growth. There's a freemium aspect to it that you can try it out. You can use the product. We can ensure that you have the right integrations and the right data set without ever talking to anyone. And you can actually just sign up and even pay through the application. Uh, so creating that buying experience is pretty important, I think, in the B2B world that exists today so that we have better understanding of our customers. It's important for us to understand what makes them tech and how they're thinking about using your app. That changes the fundamental business model of the organization when you think like that, because it becomes super customer focused and you really start to understand what are the levers that you can pull to help create more value or time to value even for your customers. Those are the things we focus on. They have nothing to do with sales or sales teams. They have everything to do with products and customers. And so that shift is, has happened over the last several years and has taken hold. I think that we like to think that, that at Quotapath, that that's a fairly unique differentiator for us given that we have just a different lens, a different viewpoint on the world than some of the other companies in the sales tech space. And there aren't really that many PLG companies in sales technology. We're trying to like do something that's going against the grain. We're contrarian here, but we're enjoying our journey and enjoying learning along the way on what works and what doesn't for sales reps. Absolutely. AJ, on the whole, it's been a very interesting conversation here today, and we definitely have you back again soon to sort of debate on something a little more deeper. But before we before we wrap up for today, especially if you have a couple of last minute thoughts, takeaways, best practices, or simply five things on the future of sales tech, it would be great if you can share those with us. That's a big question. There's a lot there. The future of sales tech. Whew. I really feel strongly that we're entering a place where the decentralization of sales teams, meaning like sales teams working remotely or working from home or, or, or hybrid model is creating a world where best practices are happening a little bit more in a vacuum and siloed. And the teams and companies should push harder for transparency and communication across those. It, it's all types of communication. It could be, uh, it could be just like the, the general sales metrics and sales cadence numbers, but like for Quotapath, we have a weekly business review. We go through all of our numbers up and down the chain and we, we share best practices. We have a, a shout outs and a wins of the week meeting at the end of the week. And so that constant communication is really important. And so I think the trend that you'll see is sellers, even though like over the last two years, there's a lot of capital that has been gone into to SaaS companies and sales tech companies. And so there's been a lot of hiring on sales teams. But the companies that are, are really efficient and lean are the ones that are going to come out on top. And how do you do that? You have a competitive advantage, either in tools or in the people, the culture, your own technology. And so you'll see those come to the forefront. Most sales tech spaces, like the actual space, let's take sales compensation as an example, have six or seven play, players, sometimes even more, where there used to be three to four. And it's going to be really important that the, the strength of the tool and the customer value is, is in clear sight, that there's clear messaging around that. And those are the companies that will ultimately win and take markets. Yeah, absolutely, AJ. We'd like to thank you once again for the time you've taken to share these thoughts and observations with us. And until the next time, we wish you and the team at Quota Path all the very best. Thank you. Thanks, Brahma. Thank you.